0: Um, we should probably say hello, and welcome to episode 8 of the Hamstake Podcast.
1: Where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. My name's Lydia, I've read Homestuck before.
0: My name's Alex, and I am new to this whole thing. Except not really now, because I'm s- pretty deep in. I'm a tenth of the way through.
1: Yep, you are, in fact, I was doing the math on it, we are actually, by the end of this episode, we will be just about exactly 10% done.
0: That is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. We've only been doing this for, what, two months now?
0: I mean, it feels like a really short time.
1: That's true. It does. We're we're putting out a lot of content here. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, So the pages that we're covering um, are going to be 2624 through 2659, which sounds like not very much, but a lot of that is um, WV Ascend, um, which is our first Ascend, and i Real talk, I'm recording this after the fact. Um, I was really excited to talk about it, so... And there's just a ton of stuff packed in there, so we spent a long time going over it.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, we're yeah. just full of
1: shit, so... Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we should mention that, um, we split last week's recording in two, so this is, uh, just an intro that we're recording for this week. We have the rest of, of the episode, until the outro, um, is from last week. Yep. Which uh, we just needed to do for time and hope it, hopefully it works out well.
1: Hope you like it. Hope you yeah. like this piece of web content. <laughs> Thanks.
0: We've crafted it with our hands.
1: Literally with our hands. Literally pushing electrons around. <laughs> it was it was very meticulous.
0: Well, I mean we had to use our hands to open the recording and to click the next page on all these pages that we read.
1: That's, like, the op- that's the antithesis of Handicraft.
0: Alright, so... We get some, uh, some stuff happening from right. the bunker. Right,
1: yeah, um, oh gosh, what does he do? He, um... He leaves.
0: Yeah, so he leaves the room where the computer is and where CanTown is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Thinking he's going to go outside.
0: Yeah, but then it locks behind him.
1: The door locks behind him, and then he goes to climb up, and there's bars over the top of the tunnel. Right. Um, So he is stuck in this tube, which immediately gives me, like massively, like, closed-in, stressed-out oh. feelings.
0: Oh, are you claustrophobic?
1: <laughs> no, not- I'm, I'm not using the word because I'm not, strictly speaking, claustrophobic. I just- it's not- it's not, like, triggering. It's just, like, oh. Like, I feel- I don't know. I don't know if that feels like a tense situation to everyone reading this, but I'm immediately like, fuck. Oh. Like, because- and I didn't remember how he got out of it, either, so it's just like, ha, ah, Oh. Uh, it's almost out of batteries. What if the screen dies and then you like are trapped for eternity in this tube? Oh my <laughs> God.
0: So yeah, there's a, there's a touch screen on the door, um, that is locked and there's, uh, there's three symbols on it. Mm-hmm. The first is the, um, the Spurb logo that we have in our, uh, podcast logo. If you are looking at that right now. Right. Um, except without our faces on it. Um, the right. second the second symbol is a spirograph, um, and it looks to be just like the uh, gates that are above John's house in the medium.
1: Yep, that's deliberate.
0: Yeah, I, I, I know.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be, like, dismissive.
0: <laughs> um, and the third is, how would you, is it, it's kind of like, um... Three six-sided stars yep. that are like uh, overlapping in the middle, like they're.
1: That's exactly how I describe it. It's like three stars of David with like their points put together. Their like top left and right sort of points put together mm-hmm. in such a way that they form their own triangle almost.
0: Yeah, it's a triangle made out of stars of David.
1: Yep. Um. So he tries to he tries to go into the one room. And a confusing... I'm confused by this mechanism. Let's just ignore that, because my spatial intelligence is not good.
0: Oh, it's, um... well, it's just, um, like, the shaft that he's in, the tube... Yeah. ...is, um... I think that is, like, stationary. Yeah. And then the rooms outside the tube are turning around the shaft. Okay. So... So there's one door. They're all uh, rotating
1: around this central tube.
0: Exactly. So there's one door, but there's three rooms that it could lead to.
1: That seems so weird. Like, it makes well, sense given what, what we see happen to this entire right. thing later, but yeah. Um, he's a, he selects the triangular fractal, and um, he goes in there.
0: Well, first he, pers- he tries to select the biograph, but he can't access that one, Cause which this is the room is he just locked himself
1: out of. I no, he,
0: he locked himself out of the,
1: the, suburb. the house,
0: the Sperb room. I keep
1: wanting to call it the Homestuck room, but like... Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, That's some solid he branding, locked, huh? So he locks
0: himself out of the comic.
1: <laughs> and that was the last we ever saw. Nope. <laughs> um.
0: Oh man, but that like, the whole, that there are three of these symbols, it just kind of made me think like, oh God, Homestuck is huge, but what if it's just one third of whatever this bigger story is. It's not. Yeah. Fortunately. Thank thank goodness. No.
1: We gotta wait for, um, Paradox Space and, um, uh, Hive Swap. For those.
0: Paradox Space is the, like, side stories by other people, right?
1: Basically, yeah. It's, it's, like, the expanded universe.
0: I know Evan Dom did one.
1: Yeah, he did. And I haven't read it and I need to. <laughs> Maybe, like, when I finish this podcast... Yeah. Um and then um what is it, Hive Swap is the video game.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard that there was a lot of bad stuff going on there. Like the studio absconded with the money.
1: Um or something. I think something like that happened, yeah. Or like they decided not to work with the studio and then it went down really poorly. So yeah, hmm. they like made off with what like more money than they were supposed to have because
0: there was a Kickstarter, right?
1: Yeah, That raised like I think over two million dollars, right?
0: Right, and yeah, the game when was when was the Kickstarter? Do you know?
1: Oh, it was my freshman year of college, so it was
0: so twenty twelve.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was either the fall of 2012 or the spring of 2013, and I know because I was so invested in it that I followed it on my phone. Like, in class, I would check it. I I remember sitting in the laundry room, like, reading as many news articles as I could find about the Kickstarter.
0: Wait, did we know each other then? Like, I think we probably followed each other, but maybe we weren't.
1: That was the year... In fact, yeah, we were, like, silent mutuals that year.
0: Right. That's right. You were Hot Dog Apocalypse. Yes. And... A new year you for your slam poetry. Oh God. <laughs> Which is a good thing to be known for, I think. You think? Sure. <laughs> it's better than some things.
1: That's very true. Um, and you were a brave little robot and I remember that you would post Dendroica all the time and I was like, it's crazy that you post them cause they're from New Jersey. But like, I didn't say that yet because I didn't know how to talk to strangers on the internet. So just silently oh, post you all
0: the time. I fr- I forgot who Dendroca was.
1: Yeah, because I don't think either of us follow them anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah I stopped following all the science blogs, which is too bad. Eh, I mean, but I just Tumblr became more of a social thing for me. Yeah, it became about the memes. <laughs> um, Homestuck.
1: So in Homestuck, uh, WV is um. So he's locked out of the first room. He gets into the second room with a triangly fractal. And there's... um, A machine there. And we see that WV is... Despite being kind of unhinged. um, Actually appears to be pretty smart. Because he's like figuring out a bunch of stuff about how to... Like what the work- machine does. Right. And how to okay. make it do other things that he wants it to do.
0: Yeah. So this machine is an a purifier and it seems to um, teleport an object from somewhere that you specify in time and space yep
1: time is the interesting thing um, you can, so it can uh, purify um, things from the past for the future
0: right so he purifies um, a pumpkin
1: yeah
0: with a And it has a symbol on it and he's like, I'm sure (laughs) it's like, you doubt it will ever prove relevant, which is just a really funny kind of meta joke at this point.
1: Yeah. We all understand how this is going to (laughs) go. Um, but yeah, so he, he purifies the pumpkin with a symbol.
0: Yes. So he purifies the firefly. Yep. Out of the Amber.
1: Yeah, he saves her!
0: Yeah. Which I love!
1: I had forgotten that he does that!
0: (laughs) And he's like, I'll give her a name uh, as soon as I can think of something whimsical enough. And then literally on the next page, he he calls her Serenity. Which, God. (laughs) Serenity the Firefly. I don't know if that would have been, like, not an obvious entire joke in 2009.
1: When did Serenity wait which one came out? It was Serenity was the movie right? Yeah. When did that come out?
0: I feel like Firefly was uh 2002 Google says. So I guess
1: Serenity the film came out in 2005. So it it would have been like I mean what?
0: Yeah. I guess it's fine. Like I don't have a problem with it. It's just like, it's just like almost like secondhand embarrassment at how silly a joke that is.
1: I think it's like levels of irony. I think the point is that like,
0: probably, yeah.
1: God, you're supposed to read and just be like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and she, so what I think is really, really adorable. And I had forgotten that she starts doing this so early. Um, she like communicates by like flashing, and so yeah,
0: in Morse code, yeah,
1: you, he actually has, he actually writes out the Morse code on the page and then yeah. if it's really important, he will type it out. But if it's like sort of ancillary, he won't like translate it. And so there's just Morse code on the page. So naturally I have a Morse code translator open on tab.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> um, she's just well, saying, let's go. So Serenity, the Firefly is encouraging WV to get out of this room that he's in Um, Mm -hmm. because there's a countdown going.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and presumably something bad is going to happen at the end of that countdown. Right. Um, so, uh, WV, like, frantically is, like, grabbing a bunch of, like, stuff and, like, putting it into his pumpkin so that he can, like, bring it with him. And then, um, he goes to climb up the ladder out of the little station with, like, he also, he, he cleverly purifies the bars that are locking him in mm-hmm. to the room. So now he can get out cause they're not there anymore. And then as he's like about to climb out, it's like, psych. And he falls off the ladder back into the station <laughs> and he's out of mm-hmm. time. Um, and it goes, psych. And then I looked at the log and two days passed.
0: Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a, that's probably the biggest cliffhanger so far. Yeah. Just, like, having no idea what's going on for two days at, like, this extremely tense moment.
1: For real! And then, so what I don't like is he then doesn't really explain how it is that, like, he does, like, a times-two psych-out combo or something. (laughs) And, um, we see that WV actually has escaped, because we see him... So what we see is WV ascend. And it's, when you see Ascend as the action that takes you to a Flash, you know it's going to be a really good Flash. It's going to be long, it's going to be full of fast cuts to lots of super plot relevant stuff. Yeah. There's going to be real good music. Lots of people are going to do really awesome things. Yeah. There are seven more Ascends. Oh, wow. In the comic. Spread out. It feels like there's more of them, but I think it's just because they're so, like, iconic when they happen. Right. And they really do get, like, the best songs. Aw. Oh. Cool. But anyway, so the, the first shot of this that we see that sort of, like, resolves the cliffhanger is we see WV sitting on top of the station.
0: Mm-hmm. Or- so it turns out that it's not a bunker. It's actually, uh, basically an aircraft that's been buried in sand.
1: Right. It, like, rockets off into the air. Um, and interestingly, um, in the corner of the frame, um, as we sort of like, shortly before we see it take off, you can see lying in the sand, um, a statue hand holding an orb.
0: Right. Yeah. I didn't put that together until I saw your note there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I think I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go through and dissect this whole thing now. Right. So I, I actually ended up doing like a scene by scene breakdown of this like two minute, 30 second thing. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I managed to write like half a page about it, so...
0: It's very impressive. Yeah, so... So, I, I wrote nothing for it, so how, uh, Lydia, how about you put, like, you take us through this?
1: Well, so I can take us through it, but I'm, I want to hear like your, like, general impressions. Do you want to do them um, first, or do you want to do them after? I sort sure. of run it down.
0: Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do my impressions. Okay. Um, yeah, like, basically, I just thought it was very sweeping, like, very big scale stuff like it was showing this crater forming and filling with lava and like the volcano dying and a like a forest growing and a temple being built and then decaying in like t- 10 seconds and that was just like one scene out of this two-minute animation
1: yeah it's um, big
0: yeah So you get a lot of, like, very big-scale stuff going on here. And then this is the animation, not the one earlier, where we see um, John's dad and Rose's mom.
1: Right. Which is really cool, checking in on both of them. They're so badass. (laughs) They're both so cool. Um, Yeah. So that was something that I didn't even, like, meta comment on about this, but it's really cool that you pointed it out because... I think that's part of what really makes this comic so unique is the way, like, the talent that Hussie has of packing both so much sweeping scale and so much plot into, like, seconds. Yeah. Like, seconds and, like, very simple Flash animation. Yeah. Re- or, I mean, it's complicated to do in Flash, but it's all just Flash animation. Um, okay, so, so, doing this, like, breakdown of this, um, this plot, right? So, first we see, lying in the sand, this hand clutching an orb, and that's from Rose's wizard statue. So, this station is where Rose's house used to be.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. I just thought it had, like, time traveled. Nah. Or something.
1: No, these are literally on the sites of the kids' houses. Um, yeah, because, yeah, then we we travel. It actually flies across the continent mm-hmm. um, to go land. Uh, so it, it, we see it start to fly across the continent, and then we switch to um, over on the west coast. Um, we see the meteor leveling John's neighborhood, and then it becomes a desert, and then this enormous white tree grows out of it, and then the tree drops this gray object on the ground with the suburb logo.
0: Yeah, it looks like a, a bomb. Like a cartoon uh, spherical bomb. It does. A, the thing on top.
1: It does, except like with the fuse, right. Except that we we then see PM and her cart of mailboxes, and they're like on the ground next to it and it's like big enough that it could be like a room. Right. To her. So it's like large. Um, so that tree was really, really big. Um, yeah. And then so we we zoom out from that, and she's looking up, and she sees W... Well, she can't see WV yet, because he's, he's, like, on top of it, but there's, like, the giant, like, cylinder rocket that he's on is, like, coming in overhead, like, coming into land. Meanwhile, um, uh, I think it says, like, um, across the Pacific, and years ago... Years in the past, but not many, but But then it crosses out not many, um, (laughs) with the implication, I think, based on the geological timeline that's presented, and then the fact that we see a pterodactyl at the end, that this is all meant to be going down in the Earth's infancy. Right. Um, which I am all about, like, but all about the primordial Earth. (laughs) You know, that was my, like, very first, like, obsession ever in this world was the primordial (laughs) Earth, so.
0: Right. Anyway. Um. Just, um, I, I'm a bit confused, but it's my fault. Um, Aww. is, am I misremembering that Gigi lives in Australia or was that part of my weird AU where her parents were spy game developers?
1: So that's part of your AU, but she does live, it looks like she might live in the vicinity of Australia.
0: Okay. Cause
1: the, this is where she is.
0: Right. Cause she, cause she does move around a lot, right? No. She's nope. lived
1: in one place her whole life. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I'm just, I just, I like gravely misread like one of her, um, introductory texts or something.
1: I don't think you gravely misread it. She is extremely vague. Okay. And I think you just, um, supplied a lot of your own information. <laughs> anyway. So, so we see, um, where, um, we see this island um, forming, right? So so there's a volcano in the primordial Earth, and then we see what looks like a gate to Skaia open <laughs> up, and out of it comes a meteor, and it crashes next to the volcano. And then lava from the volcano, like you were saying, the lava from the volcano flows in and makes, like, a bed. And then out of it, in this, like, other otherwise, like, totally, like, empty world, um, a bunch of, like, trees come up, and these, like, towers sprout out like this is clearly like an uninhabited earth there's no life forms and but there's this tower these towers like yeah, sort of it's, building it's like... themselves
0: oh i didn't i didn't read it like that i read it as there are people building them oh or like or some maybe not people but aliens or something
1: yeah know, i think that's actually left up to your it could be like carapace people or something yeah doing it Um, but anyway, so in this, in this otherwise like infant earth, you've got these like towers being built. There's like a big skinny pyramid with a frog on top. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the oceans sort of form and they fill it in and it becomes an island and, um.
0: A very pretty island.
1: It's so pretty. Yeah. And then, um, it's got this ruin, it's got this crater lake and in the middle of the crater lake is this like giant, like incredibly ancient frog pyramid Mm -hmm. statue
0: yeah
1: and a pterodactyl flying overhead (laughs) great all of this expressed mind you in um 20 seconds yeah (laughs) um so we see that we see that forming and then we go back to rose in what we perceive the present day um a flaming tree so rose is trying to like get the generator start working again and a flaming tree falls and like separates her from it Mm-hmm. And then we see Rose's mom, like being all like cool in her house with her martini, and she presses some <laughs> buttons, and this like passageway um, opens up in the floor of Jasper's little mausoleum
0: mm-hmm. with
1: a ladder down. So it's like, aha! Uh-huh, we see how Rose is going to like escape. Um, and I feel extreme relief because I worry for my girl. <laughs> and then um, we paint. We we cut over to these. Um, extremely tall, purple, like, skyscrapers, right? Like, Baroque, cool-looking skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. And um, some imps are hustling John's dad along, and he's got, like you were saying, he's got those, the trick handcuffs, so he breaks out, and he comes at them with cake and shaving cream, and the imps are really scared, because John's dad's really cool and good at fighting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes.
1: Um, and then we go to Dave, and Dave's on the roof.
0: Yes, and we finally see his brother,
1: Who is just a dude with um, sunglasses? With sunglasses, like cool, like triangly, like Like skinny. Anime
0: sunglasses. Hmm? They're the sunglasses that Squirtle wears in uh, Pokemon.
1: Does does Squirtle always wear those sunglasses?
0: Nope. It's only when he's the leader of the squad.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) All the other Squirtles wear round sunglasses, Mm -hmm. and he wears these anime sunglasses. I will send you a link. I, I think I've seen
1: it, but please do send the link. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Squirtle sunglasses. Um. Yeah. So so I think, and they're deliberately meant to be like anime looking. Uh, but he's got these uh these sunglasses on and a baseball cap and a samurai sword, and um. He's he's holding little cow.
0: Yeah, and you you can see the uh, sunglasses and Skype.
1: Oh, whoop!
0: Uh, what? Ha! Huh. Oh, I see
1: them. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like those sunglasses. Yes, you're so right. Um, but yeah, so we see we just see them sort of staring each other down, and then we cut back to WV coming down for a landing near the frog ruins, and then it ends.
0: Mm-hmm. End of act two. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's the it. That's, that's the it. That's the end.
0: That's the it.
1: Except for, I added this extra page in because I like it and I think it's cute. Yeah. Um, so we turn, you turn the page and, so to speak, and we're looking at John's, like, old gross copy of Colonel S- Colonel Sassiker, which to remind you, was jettisoned into the void.
0: Right. But didn't, uh, one of the, um, the ogres was holding it, like... Oh! It it hit, I think it probably, like, hit the ogre, and that's what... Brought it up? Drew, drew the ogre, yeah. Maybe,
1: okay, so, so I guess it's back now. Yeah. Speaking of granularity and continuity...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably important, because it's gonna be... Here instead of gone, right? Forever.
1: That is an important distinction and to draw.
0: You would, you would be confused if I hadn't brought that up. You'd be like, "Wasn't that and forever?" Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> the book contains a letter from. So it's from Nana, but um, it's like it's in this very uh, hard to read, uh, kind of faux handwriting font and I thought it said from Hannah and I was like who is Hannah? Hannah is not a
1: boy's name! <laughs> Remember that comic?
0: I never read it but I recognized the name. Uh,
1: I think it like ended like it went on hiatus and then it. we were told that it would never go off hiatus. Aww, uh, but it was really that's always, good and so.
0: it's always the saddest. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so you thought it was from Hannah.
0: But it's from Nana. Mm. So it seems that Nana is very, um, or she was when she was alive, she knew what was going to happen in the future to her grandson. Mm-hmm. But she also, she thought that, uh, the father would be there and that the two would get along and work together. So she wasn't completely, uh, pre-conscious of what was going to happen.
1: Right. I... There's, I can't say anything. There's
0: layers. Okay. Okay. Um, but this is interesting because it like the Nana sprite that, um, exists. I had assumed that it knew all this stuff because it was kind of like a, an NPC in the game Mm -hmm. and it just happened to be Nana themed, but it seems that at least part of that knowledge actually came from Nana herself.
1: It certainly does seem that way.
0: Um, and it's also funny, yeah, like you mentioned in your note that Colonel Sprite is in the middle of all these other words that don't really match with a technological term. Yeah,
1: they're, they're much more sort of like fantastical and mythological and I don't, I can't talk about this. I just, I put it in because I was really interested in hearing what Alex had to say about it and I can't, I can't talk about it at all because, I'm. we saw, so one thing is we saw our first paradox in this reading, we skipped right over it because it was kind of a throwaway gag. Um, WV, he's messing around with the purifier, um, and he tries to purify a rotten pumpkin from the past. Mm-hmm. But at his point in the present, he's already eaten that rotten pumpkin. So he tries to purify it, and what he gets instead is a bunch of, like, goo. It's like paradox goo.
0: Yeah, it's like a like a ghost pumpkin that immediately disintegrates. Right.
1: Um, and that was the main thing is I just wanted to point out that we've seen our first paradox.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yep. I wonder if there's some kind of space for paradoxes.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, um, oh, well, so you said this kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth because you don't like destiny as a plot device.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, um. Oh, sorry, there's people yelling in the hall.
1: That's okay, I can barely hear them. They sound like spooky ghosts.
0: <laughs> in a way, aren't we all? Um, yeah, I just, like, personally, I, I'm i kind of tired of um, destiny or fate. Like, a message from the past being like, you are going to do these great things and I know what's happening right now. And you were destined to do this and be the hero. Um, And I'm sure that's going to get subverted. And you're talking about paradoxes, so maybe this is Nanda from the future writing a message in the past or something. But, um, I don't know. It kind of left a sour taste in my mouth finishing on this page. Because, uh, destiny sucks.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because if you're reading it for the first time, it definitely is like, oh, and they're destined. And that's like, so boring like god <laughs> um but you're absolutely right to say that it gets subverted um paradoxes are gonna play a role i'm so excited about this comic i'm so frustrated that i couldn't like immediately click to the next page oh.
0: um
1: this is like it, things are picking up and it's getting good and weird and, like the flashes are really good now yeah Yes. I promise it's much more interesting than, like, I was destined to be the hero, and I'm struggling with that destiny.
0: Oh, no, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure.
1: But if you super hate it, like, do say that also, because that's always interesting.
0: Well, no, I, I just, um, like, on a surface level, before realizing that it would obviously be subverted, um, I was just, like, uninterested.
1: That's understandable. Destiny plots... Like, straight-up destiny plots are definitely pretty boring. Or, like, just pretty done.
0: Yeah, they were they were done a few hundred years ago.
1: You know? You're right. <laughs> We've definitely... I mean... Made... What?
0: Like, literally, in Shakespeare, there's, like, discussion of destiny versus not destiny. Like, he was already... Like, there's already discourse about that 500 years ago. And we still have, like, straightforward destiny plots.
1: God, what are we doing wrong?
0: Everywhere. Uh, We are very uh, simple creatures who want very simple stories.
1: That's true. Well, and it's hard to... It's hard to... um, It's hard to ever be sure that free will is a thing. That's true. You know? So, like, I think on some level it plays into that whole, like... It's a way of, like... Feeling... When you can't justify free will to yourself, like actually finding comfort. Or it's like it's like it's sort of like a primitive middle way between like absolute like predetermination and self-determination, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. here's your destiny, but like you have to figure out how to fulfill it. Right. Type of thing. But like a very primitive way of saying that. Sure. Sure. So on <laughs> <laughs> on that rock-solid piece of literary criticism, I think it's time to go to um... Welcome welcome Back to the Future.
0: <laughs> yeah, Welcome Back to the Future. Um, it's time for listener questions. Woo! Lydia, we have one listener question today, and it's a good one. Oh boy! Let me pull it up on Tumblr, because I did not do that beforehand. All right, this is from uh, listener Farmer Rot, has asked us a question before.
1: Okay. Hello. Repeat, Hello. customer. <laughs>
0: uh, it, the question is, if you were playing Suburb and had the lathe, what kind of garbage would you guys make combining items in your house?
1: Oh, that's a really good question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like this.
1: So so, so is the deal that we need to do... Like, I think part of the fun is you don't know how it's going to combine them, so, like, what would you attempt... Would you... Are we talking about, like, what would we combine just to see what would happen? Or, like, what would our yeah, end goals so.
0: be? I think what would we combine to see what happens.
1: Okay.
0: I'm kind of just looking around.
1: Yeah. Objects. Give me a second here. <laughs> I'm, like, the least inventive person in this world, so I'm actually like, I have everything I need. Why would I put things together?
0: <laughs> you, well, I mean kind of the conceit of this question is you definitely don't need whatever the output is. It's going to be a useless object.
1: That's true. I don't know. Um. I kind of want to see what would happen if I put all my books together. <laughs> would I get, would I get a mashup of all of them? Because there's a mix of like textbooks, like xylophone practice drill books. Oh. And like comics.
0: I was thinking like a tesseract of like books with us with the same central point, but like, uh, going out at different angles. Okay. So it's just like this many-sided, uh, like, intersecting rectangles.
1: I think that sounds pretty cool. Totally useless, but like, actually oh, yeah. would make a decent centerpiece.
0: You, you could maybe read some parts by like, like pulling out a corner of one of the pages, but it, you couldn't move it very far because there'd be other books in the way.
1: All right. I'm down.
0: Um... What I have off the top of my head is a pillow with a bunch of bananas sticking out. Because <laughs> those are what I see.
1: I think that is definitely a useless piece of garbage that would be pretty funny to look at. <laughs> what well, happened when the bananas started to go bad, though?
0: Well, I'm assuming that I would throw the whole thing out after a couple of days. That's true. But if I got hungry in the middle of the night, I could just roll over and start peeling. <laughs> so I think actually I've accidentally made something useful
1: at least
0: at least for one night
1: but then like you also have to find a way to like I feel like I feel like the conceit is also such that there definitely have to be so many bananas in it that you like couldn't really put your head down comfortably
0: no this is object in my house and I have a bunch of five bananas here so that is reasonable
1: you think you could, like, you, you'd you make sure that they were arranged so that...
0: Well, I couldn't control how they come out on in the object. But, I mean, I have room on my bed for two pillows.
1: Okay. Oh, so you put your head on one, and then the other one is just your banana repository.
0: Exactly. Or if they come out arranged so that they're, like, encircling a central point on the pillow, I could, like, lay my head between all the bananas, and they're, like, c- arching over to cover my face. <laughs>
1: Like the, um, have you ever seen the ostrich pillow?
0: Ostrich pillow?
1: Google it right now.
0: Um, ostrich pillow is the first suggestion for just ostrich.
1: (laughs) And you'll see why.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So it's, um, for those of you who don't want to Google, it is. Kind of uh, an orb that you put around your head. It covers your eyes, and it believes your mouth and nose um, free. And it's padded, and there are two holes above your head. And you can lay the whole thing down and put your hands in the holes with your head on a desk or something. And that's like an ostrich burying its head in the ground. Which they don't actually do, by the way. They don't. No.
1: Why do people think that they do that?
0: It's just one of those myths.
1: Like just total myths? Just completely yeah, unsubstantiated? Just... Exactly. It's bizarre. I wonder where I came from. I
0: have no idea.
1: I don't feel like looking it up. So, listeners, I think you're just going to have to... Live with that mystery. Or, should I say have to, or should I say you get to? I think, <laughs> I th- because I think in the information age, there's a certain appeal to just living with mystery.
0: Okay, so, uh, I guess that's the answers to our question from Farmer Rot. Yes. That's Rot with a W-R-O-U-G-H-T, not... ROT. Um, so we have another, not a question, but a comment, or maybe a correction, which uh, I guess you can send in to us. Um, this is on Twitter, from at the Mirage Child, and they say, The disk does have a capture code. The problem is that it's unreadable. IRL, there exists difficult-to-read captures. Um, so, yeah, um... We're not going to go back and check the page that the, uh, disk capture log card was on. Yep. Um, but I remember not having it, not having a capture code at all. Uh, and I think Lydia, Lydia does too.
1: Well, that, that seemed bizarre to me. Um, so I think we'll allow this to slip into quasi journalistic quasi negligence slash, (laughs) I don't know.
0: I mean, maybe it was just low contrast, and we just both glossed over it. Probably. Uh, but either way, thank you for reaching out to us. Um, if you have any questions or comments or corrections that you'd like to send to us, you can do so through Tumblr uh, at hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com. You can set, do that through Twitter, uh, at hamsteakpodcast or you can send us an email at hamsteakpodcast at gmail.com.
1: It's all true. Um, oh, another thing that you might have noticed is, um, I posted about this, but also just to like say it, say it. Um, we're on Libsyn now. Uh, we're not on SoundCloud. I think we're actually going to end up taking down at least some of the SoundCloud episodes because right now we got to pay cash money for mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, so some of those may go, but they're all, they're all on the Libsyn page. You can find them there. So. I wonder
0: I wonder if we can um, delete old episodes on SoundCloud to free up the space for new ones.
1: Just so that we can use an embedded player, and then also Exa- put them on Libsyn for the RSS feed? Exactly. That sounds like a good idea.
0: Okay, we'll look into that.
1: Yep. Because, yeah, I think, yeah, if we want to start pointing people at a backlog, I mean, eventually we'll point them at uh, iTunes.
0: Yeah, but we need the RSS feed for that to exist. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the show. Thank you for, um, listening. Even though it had kind of a weird structure this week, hopefully it worked out and you weren't too confused.
1: Yeah. All right. So next week we are going to be picking up with, uh, the beginning of act three, which is, uh picking up on page 2660 and going until page 2769. Okay. And uh what else? That's it, right? Um
0: I think that's it. Um but just as a question, is so is the page with the note from grandma the only uh intermission page between 2 and 3?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Let me double check. I believe it just jumps right into act 3. Do did he do? Oh, here, let me me do this. Slash... 2659. Okay, yeah, so that was an intermission. And then we're gonna... jump into Act 3 immediately on the next page. Yep, so everything we read for next week is Act 3.
0: Nice.
1: We're looking... At getting to the end of Act Three before the end of February, pending oh, nice. Acts of God. So Right.
0: Alright, well that's uh that's a good timeline then.
1: Get excited. Good oh. to know.
0: <laughs> um is the intermission after Act Three the first big one? Or is it more than one page, you remember?
1: Yep, it's um it's about two hundred pages. Oh, okay, nice. And it splits up quite neatly, and then we actually get into act four.
0: That's how it should go, yes.
1: Yeah, I don't know, It's that's a high number, that's a high act <laughs> number, I'm excited.
0: It is, It yeah, it, it feels surprising that um, it's already close, but again, it's going to get like longer, or not longer, exponentially longer uh, between new acts.
1: Yeah, yeah, so let's enjoy this while it lasts. <laughs> Any ability to mark the passage of time by actual narrative bookmarks. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Woo. All right. So I think that is it.
1: That's the end. Oh, I guess
0: we should say, um, you can find Lydia online at Brickchip on Twitter or on Tumblr at brickchip.tumblr.com.
1: And you can find Alex as leafcrunch.tumblr.com or at Crunchleaf. Yes. On Twitter. That's right. And that's, that's the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye now.